0: everybody to the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan.
1: And my name's Kay.
0: And we're back on a beautiful sunny day with hardly any wind for another lovely walk. To be honest, we're a bit sick of the blue sky. (laughs) To be honest, we'd rather have clouds, a bit of drizzle and even a little bit of wind and rain. We would, we would. Oh dear, typical English people. But that's good.
1: I don't know that we are typically English. A lot of English people love the sunshine.
0: I would argue quite strongly that we are typically English people.
1: Right. And it is the
0: people who love the sunshine who are not typically English
1: people. Oh, uh, really? Yes. Right.
0: At the end of the day, I think, you know, it crumbs, it's a discussion in itself. Mm. What makes you...
1: Typically English.
0: Depends on how you look at the English people. It does. And, you know, if you travelled across the world... There would be People. lots of different views. Yeah,
1: views on what is typically English. For example, mm. we watched. We were watching an All or Nothing, weren't we? Yes. And there was a game being played, an American football game being played in London. So yes. the teams had to travel to London. They did. And one of the players took his wife out for afternoon tea.
0: He did. It was Roger Saffold III, who yeah. currently plays on the offensive line for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah
1: took his wife out for afternoon tea because obviously they thought that was a typically English thing to do. And if you and me were going out for afternoon tea, we would just dress, you know.
0: She had on a fascinator.
1: Normally, the (laughs) the lady had on like, she looked like she was going to Ascot.
0: Aisha, she's called. Aisha Safford. That's right. She looked beautiful, don't get me wrong. But not really for a tea But then
1: her husband was sat there in a baseball cap. He was sat there in a baseball cap. And a t shirt and there was serving and he's like this huge beast of a man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a reference to national lampoons. He's a big fella and he sat there at this tiny little table. I think though drinking out of China, bone yeah, China, and yeah. eating little sandwiches. It yeah.
0: I think that in itself sort of gives you what a lot of people think is typically English. Yeah, because yeah. I can count Probably on just two hands, the amount of times I've been for an afternoon tea.
1: I can probably count on one hand, so I don't know how you can count on two.
0: Well, I used to go to Betty's a lot when, oh, when right, I was okay. a, a kid. Right. So I can probably count five times when I was a kid right. you know, going to Betty's. That's very
1: posh when you were a kid doing that.
0: It, my dad used to go to Betty's in York. Oh, he'd, he'd go downstairs right, and he okay. would hold court. Oh,
1: okay. He'd, he'd, yeah, I he'd get go that. there for I the whole morning your dad. people yeah, would come yeah. and go.
0: It was quite the place to be. I can imagine. Highly boring for a (laughs) 10-year-old, having finger sandwiches and listening to old people talk. Neil, today we're tackling one of the subjects, which if you go online and you search this, so many books have been written about this subject. And it is not necessarily the search for happiness, but more what exactly is happiness? Hmm. (laughs) Because we spend so much of our lives, I think... I think society sort of directs us down a pathway, which means we think we always have to search for happiness. Mm. And I wonder if it's like finding true love. The moment you stop searching for it is when perhaps Mm. you might find it. But who knows? Who knows? That's all to be discussed in today's lovely walk.
1: But you've got to get your shoes on first. I
0: do indeed. So I'll put my shoes on, you get ready to go. I'm ready. I'll I'm stood see you here. Outside. I'm stood
1: here, ready Look, and woman, poised. This is a link. I'm always waiting for you.
0: I'm always. linking between this section and the next it's section. It's nonsense
1: of this. that men are always waiting for women when they leave the house. Because in this house, that's not the case. I am always waiting for Dan. I'm always out the door before him. This is true.
0: And that's because I stay away to give you the oh, space. Oh, here we go. Here we go. To get ready to right, leave. Right, right. I swear to you.
1: Right.
0: So why am I stood
1: here ready now waiting and you've not got your shoes on? (laughs) (laughs) Let's just get out the door. Yes. Very spring-like, isn't it? Yeah. You see, there is flowery things on that tree down there. And that one. So it could be all these that are making you... Sneezy and
0: stuff. Maybe. I'm struggling, ladies and gentlemen, with... Hay
1: fever-y stuff.
0: Now, now, don't get me wrong. My experiences with hay fever now are nothing compared to what they were Mm pre-chemotherapy. For those of you out there looking for a great way to get rid of hay fever. Chemotherapy, chemotherapy seems to do the trick.
1: It is a little bit dramatic, that isn't it? To recommend Talk that. It's like about a
0: sledgehammer to crack a nut. Yeah. Look, I'm trying to pull the positives of one of the most awful <laughs> periods of my life. Yeah. And it, 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 in all seriousness, folks, I, I went from—I remember—I remember the day I went in and was diagnosed with cancer. I actually had with me my allergy nasal spray Right. because summer was was. I was constantly up. That's right, it up. was
1: July, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. Now, I only tend to get bothered. It's
1: later in the day, isn't it? Later in, in the day, really, yeah. and it,
0: it seems to be tree pollen that, that gets right. me. Nice. And so long as, you know, in the old days, I'd drug myself up and I would still feel a lot of symptoms. It would, they would just be dulled yeah. by the, the, yeah. the, the, the drugs. Whereas now, if I stay on top of it, and I had an antihistamine this morning, Yeah. I'll be fine.
1: A beautiful blossom. Oh, a big bumblebee. That's lovely.
0: This is the summer of the Well, it's not summer yet. It's the spring of the wasps.
1: Gosh, so many wasps. And my mum said the same thing actually. When and I when spoke I was to sat this morning.
0: on the school road going to pick up our daughter Bryony, mm. they were everywhere. Gosh. They were all over the bushes. Must
1: just be. But I think it was bad last year. I seem to remember we had loads of wasps last year as well. Right. I don't know, it must just be a good time for them. Yes. I don't like wasps.
0: i tell you something. Wasps don't make me happy.
1: Do not make me happy either. <laughs> they make me run for the hills. Yes.
0: So, there is the question. And this all sort of came about because I can't remember exactly what was happening, but you were talking about something or other and I was... We were reminiscing about old times and yeah. talking about happy times and...
1: Well, you always hear things. people say, don't you, those were the days.
0: And and I just suddenly thought, do you know what? Today's the day.
1: <laughs> well, we were talking about something, I can't even remember what it was, recently. And I was saying, oh, gosh, do you remember when we did that and we did that? Oh, wasn't that lovely? And you said, well, I actually really like it now.
0: That's what I'm referring to. Yeah. Yeah. And...
1: I think, tend, I think it can be happiness can be sort of a retrospective thing, can't it? People, or certainly. I, I've heard people say, oh, you know, it was so much better back then, or you know, when I was doing that. But I'm sure that if you went back to that time and asked that person, yeah, they probably wouldn't say they were no. in in you know throes of happiness. No,
0: because uh, reminiscing in yeah. its by its nature.
1: Is a happy thing, yes. usually. Yeah. And we
0: tend to look back on things, as you talk about with, you know, <laughs> giving birth, for example. Yeah. <laughs> you forget about the bad stuff.
1: You do. And you, you do. latch onto
0: the good stuff. And I think that's what most human beings do.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, I was interested to read what the definition of happiness is.
1: Oh, right, you looked it up.
0: Yes. But I I actually prepare for these shows, you know.
1: That's very good, I'm glad one of us does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's joking, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Neil, the definition of happiness, I, I was really thrilled to read this, and I think it changes the way you think about what it is to be happy and what it is to not feel very happy, because the definition of happiness is a state of mind which has more positive thoughts in it than negative.
1: Oh, right, okay. It
0: doesn't say a state of mind that only has positive thoughts in it.
1: Right.
0: And I think that is a massive- That's
1: interesting. Thunderbolt
0: for Mm. me. Because there might be times where you might think, hold on a minute, this is a lovely day, and this has happened, and that's happened. I should be feeling really happy, but I'm not. Well, you might still be happy, it might just be, that there are some thoughts in your head... That
1: are overtaking.
0: That are just not not as happy as mm, the other thoughts. Mm. The key is having more positive thoughts in your head than negative, negative thoughts. Right. And that, for me, I think, gives you a... I mean, it depends how receptive... Well, no, that's
1: really interesting because you always think, don't you, to be happy, you've just got to be completely happy yes so that's interesting to think well actually you know and as as people and humans and you know it's very difficult to have a time in your life where you haven't got some kind of negative thoughts going on yeah just because that's life isn't it yeah but you're right that is this really interesting thought uh, to get into your head look at all the dandelions and daisies they people's are quite lo- they are quite pretty. they're all weeds aren't they? people's yeah. lawns and we're just walking past we'll wash with them.
0: As weeds go though.
1: But they are nice works. to look at aren't they and yeah. the, the bees like them.
0: So I think what this gives you is a potential formula for if you're wanting to cheer yourself up a bit yeah. and you're not sure what to do. The, the answer is to just try and feed in. Some happy thoughts, and the more of those that you feed in and you latch onto, yeah, probably is going to change your mindset, your
1: overall mindset. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think that is a wonderful thing. When you consider, you know, you go back to the start of your life. I don't know about you, but I think society tells you that you need to do certain things to be happy.
1: No, you're right. I think that is true.
0: I think it's Western society as well that I think it. it, it tells you that to be happy, you need uh, a good job with a good salary.
1: Nice house. A
0: nice house, some children. A car. uh, A dog.
1: Oh yes, dogs are always essential.
0: And uh, holidays, probably abroad actually. Probably abroad. Yes, yes, you need holidays abroad every year. It it drums into you this
1: Mm. routine. Mm.
0: Because certainly when I was young, and I think it's the same now. And I think, as parents, we need to think about th- this a little bit too, because you do tend to, well, everyone's done that, so that's the right thing to do, yeah, and that must get yeah. you happiness. In your life, did any of those things bring you happiness?
1: Um, it's difficult, isn't it? I and mean, I, I was that typical person. I started working very young, and I got a house straight away. The car came a few years later. I did but go. Never on. left. Never left. Still have the car.
0: And that still. brings <laughs> you a huge amount of happiness.
1: <laughs> it does. I still have the very first car I ever bought. It's now 25, 26 years old, and I still use it every week. Um, and that does bring me happiness. And I'm not sure I could ever part with it.
0: No, no, I don't want you to.
1: But that's yeah. I mean, that's because of the all the sort of sentimental attachment to it. Yeah. And I remember having that car at the time actually, buying that car at the time did make me very happy because at the time it was an expensive car, it cost £10,000, which back then was, even now that sounds like a lot of money. Well it is yeah and it's it's a lovely car it still is a lovely car i
0: think what you're what Um, you're experiencing there is a sense of accomplishment
1: yeah but the reason i bought the car is because i'd learned to drive which again and i didn't yeah because i was terrified to learn to drive i didn't learn to drive until i was about 24 i think i
0: was crumbs you've Um, only been driving five years
1: oh that's right (laughs) yes i'm just a new driver yes um, so yeah, it took me ages to pluck up the courage to learn to drive, and I still don't really like driving now. But I do it. But, and you do it but dri- I feel if I'm in my car, I'm alright. Yeah,
0: it'll keep you I safe. Feel,
1: yeah, I feel like everything's okay. Yeah. If I'm in anybody else's, you know, driving anything else, I'm an absolute ball of wreck. Wrecking. <laughs> I'm just yeah. a nervous wreck. Anyway, that was a digression. But um, I think overall, I. I t- At certain times, I think, in my life, I would say that all those things gave me happiness. But looking back on it, I'm I'm not so sure now, really. Because I don't think those things now are the things that make a person happy.
0: No, and honestly, I feel like when
1: the things that make you happy change over your life as well. Oh, absolutely they do. It's not the, you know, the things that made me happy when I was 22 are not the things that make me happy now.
0: Your priorities change. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: And just coming back to when we first met and really for, for a certain amount of time after we first met, you always seemed I don't know, it was like you hadn't found your thing. I think that there's A thing for everyone in the world to do.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Everyone's got a
0: purpose.
1: Yeah, I mean, I um, worked in a bank for 17, 18 years, and I started working in the bank when I was 18, and I didn't go to university, so I never had that time of discovering what it was that I loved.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'd always crafted, I'd always... And cross stitch. When I was young, in my twenties, I did a lot of cross stitch and yeah. dabbled in other things. But it was just a little bit of a hobby. And I don't think I really ever thought about what I really wanted to do. No. I just had a job, yeah. and I went and I did that job every day. Yeah. And I had a couple of holidays abroad every year. Yeah. Had a house and a mortgage and a car, and I just thought that that was
0: a lot of the things which we spoke about a minute ago. That is the things which people think they need to be happy.
1: Yeah, you know, I just had that sort of typical life, I guess.
0: I think I followed a slightly different path to what you did.
1: Well, you did entirely.
0: But I still ended up. Working in business,
1: yes, yeah, it? I
0: still ended up in the same yeah. environment that you were in. Yeah, yeah. And I most certainly was encouraged. You and had knew... a very
1: creative upbringing, didn't you? Yes. And
0: I, I certainly thought. Lo- lots I... of
1: non-typical education. Yeah.
0: I certainly thought I knew what I was aspiring to. Yeah. And what I think what I found so surprising is I always wanted to be a musician and I was for many years and I did a whole load of different do you know what the word gig it gets on my nerves
1: oh right okay it what would feels... you call it then
0: uh... well show things posh
1: yeah I mean <laughs> they weren't shows were Somewhere, they? It just refers to a job, doesn't it? When you say a gig, really. Yes.
0: I did a whole range of things in, in my musical career. And, you know, I, I enjoyed all of them, but I would say that taking that approach that we spoke about earlier, which is, do you have more positive thoughts than negative thoughts? Yeah. I would say that on all the, the gigs that I did, it was probably an equal balance of positive and negativity, mm. because for all the good stuff, there was an awful lot of not good stuff. Yeah, like the the hours. Yeah. Quite often the pay. Quite often, the amount of effort that you had to put in yeah. to get the yeah. you know equipment where it needed to be and, and set up, and so I. Nev- You're
1: tired such a lot.
0: Yeah, it certainly wasn't conducive to a family life. And so I think it was, a I mean, I've certainly not felt depressed about the, the life choices in, in a becoming a musician because you get so much from it. And actually, I think what you're told when you become a musician is you have to go out and you have to play mm-hmm. and you have to do gigs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's how you get your reward. Well, I'll be honest with you. I get the same amount of reward through playing in, probably the thing where I get the most reward is if I get a decent project from my brother, Don, yeah, who yeah. is a music producer quite a distance from us, but, you know, through the power of technology, I can now record what he needs and send it over to him in a second. Mm. And I get more enjoyment out of that than driving 200 miles, mm. getting home at 3 o'clock in the morning, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But that perhaps has come with age. I think that had I done those things, had I done more of those things when I was in my 20s, perhaps. But I don't know, because I I was doing shows in my 20s. And I think what frustrated me with with shows was I I was very lucky. I used to do an awful lot of shows and get paid for it. But it always used to frustrate me that all the musicians I was playing with we're all really old. Yeah. I never got to play with...
1: That's true. I mean, when I used to go and watch these shows that you were playing in, you were the youngest, I think, in the pits. Yeah. You always seemed to be. There's yeah. lots of people, like, in the 60s. And it's probably one of those things that when say, music teachers retire, they yeah. then, you know, it was a part-time thing and just keep the hand in, they'll go and play in shows on the weekend and stuff.
0: Is it... Wow. It's a big pigeon pigeon. in
1: a very high tree
0: having some fun in a fir tree
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds completely wrong it does should we walk on the grass can do coming back to the whole um sort of life route and looking for happiness i'd followed a very creative route and wasn't feeling completely fulfilled kay did the same thing in a sort of business route and yeah. mortgage and Holidays and all of that, and still didn't feel quite so fulfilled. How have we got? I mean, how do you get to a point where? Because what what are the things that bring you happiness? Because people say money doesn't bring you happiness.
1: No, I mean, it, it doesn't directly bring you happiness. But if you don't have to worry about it, then that brings you happiness, doesn't it? You know. Um, it's
0: gone. It brings you it brings you security.
1: Yeah, I don't know whether I would say happiness. It's just, you know, if you don't have to worry about it, then you're just a bit, it's just relief, isn't it? I wouldn't say it's happiness directly. It's just a nice feeling, not if you don't have to worry about money.
0: So I think what it does is it, it, it brings you security and that then yeah. gives you a yeah. feeling of contentment, yeah. which most probably will lead to happiness. But
1: I don't think I would, you know, if I suddenly had five million pounds, I don't know that that would make me any happier. It wouldn't. Not There's directly, no. it might
0: make you unhappy.
1: Unhappy because, you know, you hear this often, don't you, that people who have won the lottery all of a sudden they find it just too much of a responsibility and it's too much pressure because what do you do with all this money and if you give some to one family member then you've got to give it to every family member and then you know it just becomes this huge burden to have a lot of money I think. Yes
0: I think you're exactly right and I think that that is a problem which you certainly read books about it people who've suddenly got a good amount of money, yeah. find it extremely difficult to deal with that. Yeah. Thankfully, I don't think it's a problem we're ever going to have to face.
1: No, I don't imagine. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give it a good go.
0: <laughs> but but what definitely is something which I think is important is, I think happiness will come from feeling secure.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and
0: the ability to be able to put a roof over your head and feed yourself
1: yeah, is and an important your family element. And- you know, look after their needs. What
0: well, yeah. would you say, though, is... Would you say that there's a... You see, it is different for everybody. Would you say there's a key element?
1: To happiness.
0: To finding happiness.
1: No, I don't think there's a key element. I don't feel like there's a key element because different things make different people happy, don't they?
0: And the challenge um, is most probably... Because I think because people are streamlined into thinking, get that job, pay that mortgage, do all those things... Yeah. That's where you struggle to find yeah. your thing.
1: I, I mean, I feel much happier. I know I feel much happier when my life is as simple as it possibly can be. Yeah. And interestingly, um, I watch on YouTube, um, this video popped up, and it's this Buddhist monk, and he's called Nick, and then a really long name, I can't remember his name. He's a Buddhist monk in Thailand, and... He does lots of videos on things like this, on, you know, happiness and contentment and how to deal with stress and how to, you know, all these kinds of things. And it's really interesting, you know, they, Buddhist monks, you know, they, they basically make their lives as simple as possible. Yeah. Even down to, you know, they shave their hair because... The decisions that you have to make when you've got hair yeah. just put too many thoughts into your head. So it's like, what shampoo? How am I gonna style yeah. it? Have I got to get a hair dryer? You know, yeah. all these kinds of thoughts. I think you that's right, why that... they don't have any hair. I get that. Um, and I never realized that's why they don't have any hair. Oh,
0: well, I didn't until you just told no, me. No,
1: well, I was listening to him the other day and that's what he said. Right. That, that you know, that's why is to keep, everything as simple as possible and they have two robes they wear the orange robes don't they yeah. they just have two of those right. one to wear one to wash <laughs> that's it right that's the only clothes that they have
0: yeah
1: so they just pare everything down to its simplest form
0: yeah
1: and therefore your brain's not full of right. all of these things trying you know got to make all those decisions about what to wear what to put on my head, what to, you know, all these things, and it clears the brain.
0: Kay's distracted because there's a Nordic Ah, walking group coming
1: past. There's a Nordic walking group. She wants
0: to go and join.
1: I do. (laughs) Look at them going. You've got to get that rhythm, haven't you?
0: There's a skill in it.
1: It's intriguing.
0: There's definitely a skill in it.
1: I know, I feel a bit daft though. Well That's my problem, isn't what,
0: it? What we need to do got is got to
1: get over that.
0: Well no 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 because daft. I think the point of it is if you're walking over some challenging terrain it's gonna keep you absolutely moving yeah. and keep you nice and secure. So I think that it could open up.
1: And you're working all of your body aren't yes. you instead of just your legs. You're working your arms as well, which works your chest and, and I just think it'd be really good for you absolutely I could gate crash i could just buy some couldn't i and then just go and grab <laughs> well, the gate. No, no, just, just follow them or something
0: well you, you could that would be hilarious that would be like a miranda <laughs> sketch but <laughs> wish i would totally do it with you we could just go somewhere where there wasn't a lot of people around
1: well that's true we could
0: because that's what yeah. we that's how we like to walk anyway yeah true i'll tell you where would be a good test run for it would be the the stang forest yeah, because the tracks. paths
1: are pretty good.
0: Yeah, but but
1: yeah.
0: uneven enough for it to sort of show you mm-hmm. the benefits. Mm-hmm. What has been very rewarding for me, and I think what has brought me a lot of happiness in the last few years, is seeing you. I certainly feel like you've found your thing.
1: Mm.
0: And. I think that.
1: Designing, you mean?
0: Designing knitting patterns. Mm. And also teaching, because you produce an awful lot of video tutorials, which so I many do, people and I get. Nev-
1: yeah, I mean, I do get a lot of positive feedback about yes. those. Yes. I never consider myself to be a very good teacher, particularly, but people seem to like them, don't they? They
0: absolutely love them. And it's been so rewarding after all the years. Of seeing you, you know, work hard mm. in in the business world mm. and not be contented, mm. and then you know work so hard as a mother mm. and do an amazing job, but it not be about you because it isn't no. when you're a mother, is it? It's about everybody else. No,
1: that is true. And yeah. then
0: you know to come out the other side of that and for you to find your thing, and I hope. I, I mean, I certainly feel like you've drawn a lot of happiness from that.
1: I do. I love designing. Yeah, and I would happily do it all day I get mad sometimes when I have to stop and make lunch and go to the loo and <laughs> <laughs> all those things you have to do other than what you really want to do yeah I do really enjoy it
0: I do know that feeling I know exactly that feeling when you're absolutely in the zone with something and you Can have you to...
1: hear all the noise everyone it's yes. like it's like we're in a park in central London or something.
0: Well it is, but I tell you what, it's nowhere near as noisy as. The time we did a radio show from oh, Fountain's Abbey. Fountain's
1: Abbey, that was the most ridiculous thing ever. Honestly, it was just crazy, crazy noisy.
0: It was insanity, because yeah. there was like huge great lorries, wasn't oh, there, coming They were down doing there?
1: loads of renovation work and it was just bonkers.
0: And then there was We were
1: so mad, weren't we? 28
0: <laughs> school groups in oh, with
1: there was. huge rowdy.
0: That's older right,
1: yeah.
0: Students who
1: teenage
0: groups. We're not enjoying their trip to... It's
1: funny with teenagers because we've got a very non-typical teenager. Yes. She's very not like any you know, she really isn't like a typical teenager. She's not moody and she's not noisy and she's not loud and you know she's none of those things she doesn't care
0: what other people think about her so she doesn't follow no the same trends as other people no she
1: doesn't she you know she she's not one of the crowd at all she's very much her own person which is brilliant Uh, but it makes me kind of shocked when I see other teenagers yeah like gosh, is that what teenagers are really like? <laughs> I don't, I don't get that at all. I don't do. I can't. I just can't get on with you know a, a group of teenagers that run a mile, terrify me.
0: <laughs> well, I think the only reason why they don't terrify me is just because I spent a long time teaching, teaching
1: them. Teaching them, I know. So you yeah. know, you,
0: you know, to an extent, you know how to engage with them. But the hardest possible group to engage with is. <laughs> I mean, it's tricky. I would say number one is a group of teenage boys closely followed by a group of teenage girls.
1: girls.
0: (laughs) Put them both together in one group, which I've done before. I've I've done presentations before to a group of uh, both, and you know it's not going to go well. I mean, the hardest battle for anyone looking for happiness is knowing what makes you happy.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, actually... What you need to do is try as many things as you can, don't you? Mm. And find the things which you love.
1: I mean, but quite often in life though, you don't have that ability to do, you don't have that opportunity to do that, that's no. right. Because, because you've gone into
0: that job that you felt you, you should you have. You are
1: sustaining yes, the lifestyle. all the things that yes. you have obtained because you think that that's what you should do. Yes. And
0: the only reason why we're doing what we're doing is because, as we spoke about earlier on, cancer came and removed all those things yeah, from our lives yeah, and gave us the opportunity yeah. to either go, we're going to go back and do that, yeah. or we're going to make yeah, a total I mean, change we, and we're we going to do a, this.
1: We had a few choices. We had a couple of choices, didn't we, at that point?
0: And we spoke we about to, them at length Yeah, we did. four, I think we it was. We did talk
1: about them. And, you know we took the decision that we did and for us it's been definitely the right decision yeah but you just don't know do you until you make that decision you don't know how it's going to pan out the
0: hardest going thing You've got to take a
1: risk and i think i hear ben fogel talking about this all the time
0: yeah
1: i love ben fogel and he talks about this all the time that as a society we have become very risk adverse yeah and we really do have to take risks if yeah. we want to obtain that whatever that thing is yeah and quite well, happiness often in yeah quite often that thing can be happiness you do sometimes have to take some risks yeah and
0: don't be afraid to fail as well don't
1: be afraid to fail no and we decided you know what let's just let's just try it let's take that risk it might have worked it might not have worked
0: because the the thing speaking personally the thing which i'm stunned about i would never have considered that planning a show, uh, you know, we we do a walking show. In in the past, we've done history shows. We've done all sorts of different things. I I would never have thought that planning a a location shoot and working out the shots, and then going and then getting all the shots. And then actually the thing that I enjoy the most is then taking all those ingredients, and putting them together into an edit yeah and then seeing what then comes out the other end yeah i would never have considered that that would be my thing and like you with the the pattern designing if i'm editing as, as you will know i've certainly got better in the last six months but if i'm editing something I tend to not do anything else and that includes drink or wee.
1: Oh yeah, it's terrible. I have to put drinks in front of him like constantly and I have to tell him to drink it and I'll yeah, all of that because you do get so engrossed in it.
0: And that, you know, it, I find that I, I, I spend an awful lot of time thinking about how to do things better and, and different shots and you know, different ways of approaching editing and and. I just find it such a fascinating subject.
1: Well, it's brilliant that you can get so engrossed in something like that. It is. It's really brilliant for your brain. Yes. To just focus on that one thing.
0: Whatever it may be.
1: Yeah, and again, I've read a book, and it was was a social sort of detox book, social media detox book, but the fellow in it was a professor at a university in America. He said that, what he used to do is, the way he approached his, his work in the university was, he, didn't, he just wouldn't get distracted by anything, yeah. so when he was working on a paper or whatever he was doing, he was just doing that one task.
0: Yeah.
1: And he didn't, you know, his phone wasn't anywhere near him, his emails were turned off, and he was just focusing on that single thing. And he said he got through work much quicker.
0: Yeah.
1: Than the sort of typical way that people work now, yeah. where you've got your emails open on one screen, yeah. you've got your phone next to you, yeah. you've got your work there, you've got your phone ringing, people coming in all the time. To I, me, that's you know the way he works seems to make it makes sense.
0: I've not thought about this in years, but I I think that the route to, to my happiness right now comes back to that first operation that I had on my neck all those years ago. Yeah. And the first thing that I thought I was going to do, up until that day, I'd always had notifications on.
1: Yeah. On electronic I mean, yeah, devices. Yeah.
0: And on that day, I turned them off. Yeah. And that, that was 2014.
1: It was. And I've never
0: turned them back on again. No. And I think that you've just hit the nail on the head, because I mean, I obviously, listened with fascination when you told me all about that book that you mm. read and he's right it's so right everything that he did yeah and I'm convinced actually that that was the turning point for me because I think when you're when you've got notifications on and you're taking calls from everybody you're firefighting
1: yeah you're, you're not actually are. you're not actually achieving anything
0: you're not moving forward you're but, either standing still or going backwards
1: but people think that that's the way that they should be it isn't i think from the outside some people think oh you know i'm so busy and i, I think they get a good feeling out of that but then, maybe so but then at the end of the day you're like not done any of what you should have done that day because yeah. of these constant interruptions yeah you did that email and this and... professor said that he always left the office at five he never left any later because yeah. he had a young family yeah still does
0: Yeah,
1: and he always made sure that he left the office at least you know at the latest five o'clock and he, he got all his work done because he was focusing
0: because what you do is like you said a single task yes.
1: and you complete that task and you move on to the next task and, and the next task
0: might be to check your emails yeah. and to see if anyone's well, phoned he
1: had a ha- an allocated amount of time and you know he knew exactly when and everybody knew that this is how he worked yeah so everybody knew there was no point knocking on his door or trying to ring him
0: yeah
1: but then he had another time when his office was completely open to anyone and anyone could just come and knock on the door and ask him questions and talk to him so he just separated his time out and achieved and he's written books you know three four five books and is a professor and he's got three children, and you know, he manages to do all of these things yeah. because of the way that he organises his time.
0: Yeah, because funnily enough, prior to 2010, when the iPhone was invented, yeah. we did all still manage to exist.
1: I know, I know, <laughs> and I do think the iPhone is at the root of not necessarily the iPhone, no. smartphones, yes. let's say.
0: But it's not the smartphones, it's the humans working them.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's not the technology, it's how we use that technology and how we let that technology dictate how we live our lives.
0: Yeah.
1: And, it, you know, it just isn't right, really, that we can't leave the house without thinking we've got to have our phone glued, yeah, glued to our ear. I know. Uh, it's just i'm sure i'm really hopeful something that it's the same s- we've the same I mean,
0: something might happen at school i know i've got to I know. have my phone on cuz yeah, if know. school needs to get in touch
1: and he this same professor he said he would often just take take his kids out for a walk and he wouldn't take his phone no and he said it, it drives his wife mad yeah. because <laughs>
0: well it drives you mad that my phone's on side i know
1: but well, it shouldn't drive people mad because that's like you said that we've lived for this technology we've got now for effectively like a nanosecond nice. compared to the, the amount of time we lived without it. And like you say, we lived perfectly well without it. So I think it's, if, you know, these days for me, I'm, I'm way happier and way calmer and way more relaxed when I'm not attached to a device of some what sort. Is that bird? That's a bird of prey. It is a bird of prey.
0: We've never seen.
1: Gosh, it's right next to our house. That makes
0: me happy. We've never seen a bird of prey. It's probably a kite. kite. That is a kite.
1: Yeah. That's the most typical bird of prey that we see, I think, these days. Wow. That's amazing. It's
0: huge. It's just
1: huge.
0: It's really high up as well. The sky's
1: completely blue. It's so annoying.
0: Goodness me. (laughs) I wonder what he's looking for. Food? He's
1: looking for mice and voles and.
0: Well. He must have great eyesight from up there. They
1: do have great eyesight. They do. They have amazing eyesight.
0: Well, Goodness, it's funny, isn't it, when you look straight up in the air that you start to veer off? And yeah, you're you can't
1: walk in a straight line. Yeah.
0: That's hilarious. It's funny. I think the conclusion that we've come to, ladies and gentlemen, is it's difficult to say what any one human being needs to be happy
1: because it's it is it is different it's different for everyone isn't it
0: it's a mixture of things but if you remember that happiness chemically is a brain that has more positive thoughts in it than negative thoughts yep. and if you think right okay i'm not feeling too great today you can put in some positivity. Put
1: in some positive thoughts. Take a moment. Go and do something that you know puts in a positive thought, whether that's going for a walk or making yourself a big cup of coffee or baking a cake or ringing a friend or any of those things.
0: Or watching Glee.
1: Watching Glee, could be.
0: Watching Mr. Shoe dance.
1: Oh gosh, that makes anyone happy, doesn't (laughs) it?
0: I, I think that, that that sort of medical description of happiness is, is just, it's a game changer for me. It, it's just wonderful to think that actually the pressure that we're all put upon to be a certain way and to think a certain way. Yeah. Because I always thought that happiness was total happiness, mm. no negativity. Yeah, I think
1: that's what I would have Why thought Why am I too. feeling so down? Yeah.
0: But also, as well, there's nothing wrong with being down every so often.
1: No, of course not.
0: Because without the down, the down times, there's never the up times.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Once again, we've said it all.
1: Here we have. We've made it <laughs> back home. Who's that? Oh, a stop my run. Keeper 2.04.
0: He's still got his thing sticking out the back.
1: Oh, it's the window cleaner. It's. don't think it's our window cleaner,
0: is it? We'll see, because we owe him some money, don't we? No, no, we don't own. That's not our window cleaner. Don't give
1: him any. That's not no, ours. no, no, yeah. Don't pay him. Yeah, why is... Oh, we should do a show on window cleaning, because... <laughs> I was just... I was actually talking to Mum about window cleaning this morning, because window cleaners these days, the ones that you see typically, they don't, in my opinion, they don't really clean windows properly. No, they don't. They have those long brushes...
0: They just squidges water on.
1: It's just water. They just use water. There's absolutely no soap or anything or cleaning products included. It's just water. And they brush the windows with a big sweeping brush and then spray water all over them. So it's going to take off the dust and that. But to me, it doesn't clean them properly. You know what happened to window cleaners? They went up a ladder with a leather and.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Kay has just reminded me of a song. Really? Yes.
1: My old man's. No, that's a dustman. No, dos, no, that's no a man's dust a dustman. Man. He wears that's a dustman's dust hat. Man.
0: He wears <laughs> called <corb laughs> Blimey trousers. It's not
1: a window cleaner.
0: No, it's if I was not upon the stage, something else I'd like to be. I'd be a window cleaner and I'd clean so merrily. I don't know
1: that one.
0: Whenever you go out, oh,
1: you'd be sure to hear when me I'm shout. I'm cleaning windows. No, not cleaning that Cleaning
0: windows, one. cleaning windows, climbing up a ladder all day.
1: Gosh, you can tell he used to play in shows, can't <laughs> you? Because he's so random, he'll come out with stuff like this all the time.
0: There's a song for everything. Folks, I hope that little song made you happy. <laughs> and on that note, we will say goodbye and we'll see you in two weeks we for will. another lovely radio show and a walk. See, so we'll see, see you everyone. then. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.